Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. I hope you had a great weekend and are having a great Monday. Things are a little bit cooler than normal, uh, but it's great. Another great weekend in coastal Mississippi. Hey, I pulled a story that that, uh, Forbes had from back in May. We've been talking about the job market in coastal Mississippi, really the job market around the world. And um, I pulled a story, and I, I grabbed a couple of paragraphs, and I stuck it into my notes column. And I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back to this again in the future. And, um, and last week, in what is a, a, a newsletter, one of many newsletters I get called the Morning Brew, it's a, it ag- aggregates news from around the world and kind of gives me an opportunity to see what's going on, had a, had a story. And it, what, when that story, and it's about the job situation, and it made me go back and pull the, these couple of notes that I had from Feb, from Forbes from May. And I want to share them with you because some of this is coming into fruition now. Here's what it said. With widespread vaccinations, the reopening of more businesses, and a massive infusion of federal aid, the U.S. economy shows signs of recovering remarkably well. For 2021, experts predict the economy will expand around 7%, the fastest calendar year growth since 1984. Therefore, it's not surprising that many employees plan to switch jobs in the near future. According to Prudential Financial's Pulse of the American Worker Survey, one in four workers is preparing to look for opportunities for a new employer once the pandemic threat has subsided. And 40% of people who responded to Microsoft's work trend index, and by the way, this is like 30,000 workers over 31 countries, they said that you know, 40% said that they would be leaving their current employer by the end of the year. It's not surprising to me if you think about it. The pandemic created a lot of uh, opportunities for everyone to focus on their current situation. Uh, so when you think about the number of the incredible number of job openings, the, 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 the changing benefit status for a lot of people, a lot of companies have had to add the benefits to attract employees. A lot of companies had to raise raise wages. They've created signing bonuses. I mean, there's a lot of things that are happening to try to incent people to come to work for my company. Okay. So, you know, in that environment, there's a, it's full of opportunity. So it's not surprising that 40% of employees were, were thinking about leaving their current employer. Incidentally, people don't leave, leave, leave companies. They lead supervisors. So if employers are not focused on creating the right kind of work environment for people, they may have a tendency to leaving somewhere. Um, so in the morning brew, here's what it said. The U.S. economy added 531 non-farm jobs in October, beating predictions by more than 80,000. Uh, unemployment fell from 48 to 4.6%. Um, this what essentially uh, reflected an improving job market rebounding after the summer surge of COVID-19. Um, and here's the thing that really hit me. The figures come amid a significant post-pandemic shift in, in the labor market. An estimated 4.3 million workers left their job in, in the last August. That's unbelievable. And by the way, about 11% of all employees are still working remotely. So we said all along, and most of the experts said this too, that we're going to see a remote working aspect to uh, the job market going forward. So about 11%, which is really a big number. Um, 
in um, in May of last year, that number was 35%. So you see people, there's a kind of a, some are working from home, some are working in the office, some are doing both. But anyway, I think things are starting to settle down some. Hopefully it will continue to settle down. And the and a new uh, COVID variant doesn't doesn't come along and create another wave of infections. We need things to continue to like give us our new normal so that we can enjoy life here in coastal Mississippi. Now let's shift gears and move over to my friend Nikki Moon, someone I've really looked forward to having on on uh, on Coast View. She's a leader in Hancock County. She's a leader across the coast. She's made a significant, she placed a significant bet on Bay St. Louis back in 2003. Like so many people were challenged by Katrina in 2005. She did a long time uh, work in uh, over 30 years, I might add, in New Orleans. And we'll talk about that here in just a second. But she uh, she has the Baytown Inn. They rebuilt it. And life, I'm assuming, is rosy for her these days. But we're going to find out here in just a second. N- Nikki, how are you doing? Great. Thank you. It's good. To, it's good to see you. So let's kind of, let's go back in time just a bit. When you, you so you purchased Baytown Inn in 2003. What were you doing before that? I worked for what was then the New Orleans Convention and Visitors Bureau, is now called New Orleans and Company. I ran their sales department, bringing conventions and meetings into New Orleans, and I had done that for a long time and loved it. Yeah, it's where you learn. Well, you learn a lot about a lot of things. You learn a lot about hotels. You learn about attractions. You learn about what makes you successful from a convention point of view, and maybe what some of the challenges might be. So it seems kind of normal, actually, that you would come over to Bay St. Louis and purchase the Baytown Inn. It was kind of scary. Uh, it was more than kind of. It was it was a big uh, big scare for me. I told one of my friends. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to afford a pedicure again, but she said, you will, you will, it'll be fine. Um, yeah. The life, the life of an entrepreneur is never. Yeah. And, and then of course, in, in the August of two, uh, August 29, 2005, uh, Katrina paid Bay St. Louis made, you know, Bay St. Louis, the, the you know, ground zero for the worst natural disaster in American history. And your, your, you know, your, your beloved Baytown Inn took a significant hit. That it did. Uh, it completely. Sorry, I'm having camera problems here. That's okay. You can you can get that straight. That's that's fine. Okay. So yeah, it, 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 did you ever think you were going to rebuild it? Yeah, I knew I was. Uh, so I just decided I would hold on to the property, and eventually, um, Hancock County uh, Chamber came out with a grant, and so. I was accepted for the grant, and fortunately, that gave me the starting money to rebuild. And this time around, I rebuilt with a house for me and uh, made a larger inn. It's 12 rooms, added a pool, and it has been, I opened eight years ago last month. been great. Yeah. So tell me about, okay, that was in 2013. So between 2005 and 2013, there was a lot of hoping and determination to get this thing rebuilt. But as Baytown Inn exists today, tell me about it. Well, it is, uh, I've got a great location. It's right across from the harbor, which we didn't have before. Uh, So we've got the harbor and the beach and great uh, nightclubs along the waterfront that are new. Um, and then I'm within steps of about five great restaurants and just a block from Main Street where all of our wonderful little shops and galleries are. 
this community uh, came back with a vengeance. And I was so proud to be part of it. Um, Tish Williams at the chamber asked me to get involved with them. And I've been on their board and president. So able to see this town continue to grow. Um, and then when um, Coastal Mississippi came together as a tri-county organization in 2013, I was appointed by our board of supervisors a couple of years after uh, to get involved in, and be on that board of commissioners. And I've been extremely active, um, past president, and um, very proud to be part of an organization that talks not just about Bay St. Louis or Pascagoula, but talks about everything from each of those ends of the coast. Yeah, we we talk about that on Coast View all the time, that we are, we're so lucky that Coastal Mississippi is a collection of community, each with its own unique sense of place. And so whether I'm talking to you, Nikki, there in Bay St. Louis, or talking to someone like, uh, you know, so, someone from the, from the Walter Anderson Museum, for example, mm -hmm. uh, you have... You, you have this, everyone sort of buys into the fact that someone might go to the Walter Anderson Museum and then their next stop might be O-Town Bay St. Louis. That's exactly it's just the way right. it works. Somebody yeah. might come and stay at the Baytown Inn and go to the Walter Anderson Museum or to the O'Keefe Museum. But the reality is we're all connected and these collection of communities make coastal Mississippi such an incredible destination, doesn't it? It is. It is. And, and we showed that, especially last year, we were so ahead of the rest of the destinations around the country because people were ready to take a little baby trip, just a little drive, but they had to get out of their house. And so our numbers soared last year when so many other destinations, which were mainly fly-in destinations, could barely survive. So we were extremely fortunate. Uh, we changed all of our marketing. We changed everything on a dime and said, we have got to redo how we were planning our, our attack. And we did, and it proved to be very successful. Yeah, it was a, it was a series of stages you guys went to through with 80% of the people who came here coming here in cars, they felt safe in their cars. So the whole marketing campaign was around creating initially the sense that this was a safe place to visit and then ultimately really targeting based on who's going to use use going to drive in i mean listen we we all know that the airport's important to what we do but for such an extended period of time people didn't feel safe flying they do now but the drive-in market was really cri critical to that hey when we come back we're going to continue the conversation with with my friend Nikki Moon and, uh, and talk more about the emergence of Bay St. Louis. And as we go into the holidays, what do we have to look forward to as it relates to the holidays in Bay St. Louis? We'll see you after this break. on Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I-10 Exit 38 Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I'm 
I'm so pleased to have my friend Nikki Moon on here today. She owns the Baytown Inn. She's super active in Bay St. Louis, Hancock County, coastal Mississippi. You're in a really unique position, though, Nikki, because you know that Hancock County has always been this sort of extension of the New Orleans market. So many people from New Orleans have enjoyed for the entire history of Hancock County. I mean, at one point in history, people thought Waveland was actually part of Louisiana. I mean, that's that's just the reality of it. After Hurricane Katrina, you saw the sort of – it took a while, but the resurgence of Hancock County were being led in, in a large part, actually, by people from Louisiana who are building second homes or even primary homes. Even in the wake of the pandemic, you've seen people – a lot of activity in, in Hancock County related to people who said, you know what? I think I'm going to move outside the city or maybe I'm going to get a second home or maybe I'm going to make Hancock County my – I mean, celebrities and a long list of people who are now just are regulars in Bay St. Louis. Um, this has been a big trend, and it probably will not stop, will it? I don't think so. Uh, our chamber does a, um, a home tour in the summer, and we had to cancel this year's tour because we didn't have enough properties that were available for sale. So um, it is always, it, you know, Flirty Girl just came out with a T-shirt that says Hancock Parish, which is true. We are a parish, really. Um, so many folks come here for their second home. I get a lot of them here at the end that are house hunting. Um, and then others that say, nah, I'll just stay with you and, and enjoy the bay and let somebody else. Yeah, well. The mowing uh, and the cleaning. So uh, we get a combination well, Jeff Duncan, who covers the Saints for NOLA.com and Times Picayune, has been, spent a lot of time over here. He's been looking for a house in that area. Uh, J- Josh Morgan, who's the top hurricane chaser in the world, had kind of created a base station there. The pandemic brought him there, but now he's looking for a sort of a second home there. He's got a very successful ad agency in L.A., but um, but you know he'll be he'll he had a, a a reality TV show that was number one in Australia, I might add, called Hurricane Man, and he's in negotiations about doing another one. But if he were to use his base station as Hancock County during the the, the during the hurricane season, um, the attention it's going to bring to Han- Hancock County is going to be very significant. But I mean, it's just that kind of a place. I mean, you go there, the vibe is unbelievable. I mean, who who would have ever thought? That here we are, you know, 16 years after the storm, and and what has happened to that city to, to, in terms of being this walkable, amazing place is just inspiring, isn't it? It is indeed. And then early this year with the Pearl Hotel opening, so an additional 60 rooms available for people to come and stay. And you can see the difference. You can see what that has brought uh, to our shops and to our restaurants. Plus, they added some restaurants and a bar to the hotel. So, yeah. I mean, it, it just, it is, people walk around and they go, what is going on on a Friday afternoon? They can't understand it. Or a, or a Thursday, they call me and I'm full with no event taking place, just people loving to come to the Bay. They, um, the restaurants here are to die for, and we keep getting new ones. Our shops are really exceptional and they're very unique. And we've got some of the best artists uh, on the coast, I believe here. So, Nikki, as we go into the holidays, what changes about the city? What's tell me about the holiday vibe of, of Bay St. Louis? It's good. We started a few years ago and with a tree, um, and I really pushed to have a Christmas tree. You know, I, we may not be a Hallmark city, but we are kind of a Hallmark city. 
So I thought, you know, we need a tree right downtown that we can light and kids can enjoy and we can carol. So we did. And then three years ago, we got another tree and we added a parade. So on Thanksgiving Saturday, we light our tree on Main Street in front of the courthouse. And we uh, this will be our third year of a parade with Santa, of course, and golf carts and um, a few other fun things, some marching bands. And that'll start around 530 at the harbor on Saturday, uh, the 27th. And um, then it will end up at the Christmas tree. And Santa will be there for all the kids. This year, I think it's going to be, well, I know it's going to be even better because last year we were still in a little of the COVID era and people were worried. Um, But I think they're going to be out even more this year. And we'll have a few snowflakes just to make it real. (laughs) And the county, the county is doing more this year. I talked to Cody, one of our supervisors the other day, and he said, look out because the courthouse is going to look very red, green, gold, and silver. So uh, the county is going to be a huge participant, along, of course, with Mike Farb and, and the city. Old Town Merchants Association are participating. Rotary is now getting involved. The Chamber of Commerce. I mean, it is truly the entire town and the county that's getting behind this. That's so cool, isn't it? It is. You, 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 when we talk about creating a sense of place, it's not just the architecture and the way the buildings are oriented with each other. It's what people feel. It's, it's yeah. this kind of brand identity that becomes this incredible walking community where people just feel a vibe that they may not even necessarily be able to describe what it is, but they just like it and they want it, it to be better. Right. You're absolutely right. And we, and we'll continue throughout the month. Um, we have a nativity walk which was uh, put together by Yuki at Social Chair. And our shops bring out beautiful nativity scenes and luminaries throughout the old town on Main Street and 2nd Street primarily. And that'll be on Thursday, the 2nd. And then on, of course, our second Saturday on the 11th, every every month of the year, we have second Saturday. The shops stay open late. There's music in each block. And that Saturday will be even better because we will have the lighting of all the boats in our harbor. And uh, there will be prizes for the best lit boats. So that will kind of bring everybody together as as usual. Um, And then for the second or third year, maybe the third year, we will do an oyster drop at 200 North Beach Restaurant. Um, This year, the mayor is going to close from uh, in front of the inn to Main Street, so the street will be closed to help everybody participate, have a band, have a stage, so it'll be even livelier, and then we're going to have a, a hopefully a photo op right at the entrance of the harbor, so people can, between Thanksgiving and New Year, create a memory uh, with a photo right downtown in Bay St. Louis. That's so cool. Oh, Listen, after, after Hurricane Katrina, the Governor's Commission had these charrettes, and Bay St. Louis and Waveland and others were part of them. And trying to envision what could be possible. And I remember one of the architects saying, boy, wouldn't it be great if, if Bay St. Louis had its own marina? And I remember people say, oh, that's just not going to be possible. And a hundred reasons why that can't be possible. And it took a while for that, that, that idea to take hold, but it finally took hold. And can you imagine Bay St. Louis without a marina now? 
No, you can't. Yeah, it was a group of local uh, businesses, and they said, we've got to have something that's even more of a draw. And they got together with the state, and what did they, whew, it's fabulous. It is so successful. We're adding to it. So we're getting new docs. And the, I mean, it's just it's just cool. I mean, you go there now, and you walk along, or you say, I like to eat outside when I go there. And the, the opportunity to look across at that harbor and, and just envision, it was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. It was beautiful before. For sure, it was beautiful. But what it did to create not just a, a, a way to contribute back to the city because of the boats that are there, uh, but it, it just created a scenery there that is you know, oh, just impeccable now, right? It is. It's just beautiful. Um, I get to look out at that and, the, and our bridge every morning, and uh, there's nothing better. So look, how I, I'm assuming that business for you and your your business is really doing well. Yes, um, and I have been very fortunate um, this fall, especially um, for the for the folks in Louisiana who had to go through the devastation of Ida, uh, and so many of them they may not have been their homes may not have been harmed, but they had no power and they had no Wi-Fi and they had to work. So uh, I had. I hate to say it because I feel so bad for them, but I had the best September since I opened eight years ago. Uh, and a lot of that was because even though I, I, of course, you cut them deals because that's only the right thing to do. But uh, even with that, they were they were coming here because they needed to be able to breathe. They needed power and Wi-Fi, but they needed to get out of their homes. They were stuck. They had no A.C., and so they were coming to our our places, and the tough part was it was Labor Day because you know it hit on August 29th, right before Labor Day weekend. So that was that was a real challenge. But so many of our folks here opened their doors and took in people, and uh, so it created a really strong strong fall for us. Cruising the coast was phenomenal. Um, golly, were we blessed with perfect weather. And uh, so could not have asked for a better September and October as our weather continues into November. And then with all the great things going on in December, we're going to finish out the year really well. Well, Nikki Moon, community leader, owner of Baytown Inn in Bay St. Louis and real advocate for Hancock County. We really appreciate you spending some time with us today. Thank you. Thank you. You have been... You've been terrific. Hey, when we come back, we're going to have a very inspiring conversation with Alana Turner, the first black female firefighter for the city of Gulfport. What a great conversation that's going to be. And the fire chief, Billy Kelly, will be joining her as well. We'll see you after this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.